Hey guys, welcome to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime. First of all, Happy New Year, but I'm really excited about this podcast because I interviewed my wife, Emma Riggs. So let me know what you think. I think uh, it's going to be enjoyable. All right, Emma, so here we are talking on In the Meantime. This is obviously probably my favorite recording so far because you're my wife. And I had to say that. But uh, let's get into it. So say hi. Hi. Okay. So <laughs> um, it's, it's 2019, the last day of 2019. And we went to a coffee shop today and we talked about a few things. You talked about a book that you were reading and we answered some questions that were in it. Um, I, per usual, uh, was think, writing down my visions and my dreams. And I couldn't just be like, what do I want to do this year? I wrote down what I want to do the next 10 years which changes every year. But that's what we did today at the coffee shop. And I was like, hey, let's record a podcast. Let's talk together. And I think that you have a really good voice for this. And so that's what we're doing. So 2019, in recap, I have a few questions that I want us to go through. Shoot. Okay, so the first question that's the most important, what is your favorite thing about me? Well. It's kind of a joke. But you oh. can answer it. <laughs> Go ahead and answer it. Um, I actually kind of talked about this earlier. I kind of like how, one, how different we are. But I also like that whenever you're around people, all kinds of different people, you stay the same. So, like, in a good in a good way. Like, you're always, well, not always, but you're sometimes funny. You're sometimes funny. Um, you're usually the same person um, and talking about growth, all the things with people. And it's just, I think that's one of my favorite things because I don't think that way all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty... Gross, you mean? Like you don't think that way all the time? Well, I do, but not you like... You keep that mic right there. Yep. Perfect. Well, then maybe I need to stand. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I'll put it back you in. You told me I could hold it. I thought I you could you handle gonna... it. I thought you could handle it like a Look, 1970s quartet red? singer. That's because it's showing that it's recording. Uh, okay. All right, so you're going to want to just stay within three to four inches. But you're doing great so far. I'm sure, I'm sure our friends love it. Okay, so I like that, and uh, I appreciate that. Now Compliment. your turn. I'm going to say, I was thinking oh. through because I was like, she's going to want to know, you know, and that's one thing I'm trying to get better at is not be selfish. Um, so yeah, I think that covered a couple of things in one. It's like our adaptability. Like I think you and I both combined have really good adaptability. So we have friends like di- a lot of different kinds of friends and I like that about us and we've been able to do that since we were in college. And I think that my favorite thing about you is um, your consistency. So it's different. So you're saying that my consistency is like I'm the same with all types of people. And so like I think you're – but sometimes my consistency in other areas is terrible. So like whether it's wanting to do a new habit or it is – just my emotions with things like sometimes that's a that's unstable not in like an unhealthy way but I think where you're consistent is just you literally like every day you wake up and you're just you're kind of the same and I'm as I'm I'm saying (laughs) that's not what I mean like it's really good thing it's like I'm not like I'm not gonna come home be like oh what mood is Emma in like I don't have to think that way like you're really um always a pleasant always pleasant and but that's true like and that was what we talked about the coffee shop today was like i never feel like like you're no you're not you're not in any battles like it's not like the next thing that like you're having to fight through and i mean i don't think either of us are and so that makes life really nice so i think that what i love about you in the sense of like cheesy but is that like everybody loves you like you're casey kind of says has says that there's these like everyone has certain types of attributes in like friend circles and stuff. And one that he talks about is called an enhancer. And I think that you have that same attribute, which makes sense because you and Casey are kind of a lot alike, but like you're an enhancer. So like you make the room better. You make it more fun. Like people want to be around you. Like never ever have I felt you walk into a room and it's like, 
oh my god like here she is guys because people are good at hiding it from both of us if they feel that way yeah <laughs> true so that's my favorite thing about you and so um i don't know there was thank you i don't know if that was real clear so let's jump into 2019 what was the most exciting thing that happened or that we did or what i mean well maybe there's multiple things but in 2019 what was something that was really exciting Well, something exciting, probably because it was a little bit unexpected, not unexpected, but just like how quick it happened was when we bought the duplex Mm. and then we had like a family vacation scheduled like right after. And so it was like, yeah, we just did this big thing. Here we go. And then it was, we went on family vacation, got to kind of rest and and I don't know. That was kind of exciting for me. Did it close before family vacation or right after? Before. The day before. And then it was like, we didn't even get to go in it. And like, oh, we did get to celebrate kind of this idea of, oh, we have something. Like, this is crazy. Like, I remember being on vacation and being like, I can't believe we did that. I like, know. Um, yeah, that was super exciting. And I've talked about it in different types of ways. But I think that it's fun to like kind of see how the seed be- like grew out of it and so you go all the way back to like I met a real estate investor because this was something that I got interested in and I wanted to know more about it and basically I was like hey if you're me what do you do tomorrow like what's your next step and basically he was like stay in your apartment and buy something that you can start to rent out that eventually could either help pay for the way that you're living where you're living now and for that property um, or whatever like that was kind of his thing mm-hmm. And I brought that up and we talked about it and there was a part of me that was like, I don't know if we'll really ever do that. And then even when we started looking for the duplex, part of the idea was to move into one side. And so we were looking for duplexes that we'd want to live in. And then we found this one and I think we did. I definitely was like, hey, we could live here. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just continued to evolve into like, no, let's just rent both sides out, continue to live in the apartment and, um, and do it. And so I think that what... That was a couple years in the making, but when I really, we talked about even at the coffee shop today was last December is when I really started saying, okay, I really want to move forward and didn't have a whole lot of like ability to do that and didn't know what to do. So I got a book called Rental Property Investing, read that and by May we had it. So let's, I maybe even gave some of those secrets up, but like for anybody who is like, yes, I want to go in this next step, um, or I want to kind of take a leap and whether it's starting a business or moving or changing ministry, I don't know, whatever, insert whatever somebody wants to do. For in part of my studying for it, I found that a lot of people who are married, like there's a big hurdle there, figuring out how to get your spouse on board, whether it's your husband or your wife and whatever next thing that you kind of want to do and I think that's where even my favorite thing about you is that like we're able to talk about it and it's it hasn't been like there was no I don't we didn't have any like fights really I don't know but what do you think was the things that helped get you on board and I think that sounds weird because I'm not saying like I'm just dragging you along for the ride but I don't think rental property was ever like you weren't in high school thinking about <laughs> investing in rental property. No, but I did always have, I did always love houses. And like, I remember I had this computer game when I was younger and it would let you design houses or the inside of houses. And so I've always had like an interest in it, but I know I didn't ever think rental property was going to be what we would be doing. But so you had talked about it, uh, I don't know, the last two or three years, you've like, just talked about how wise it would be if we got into it. So it wasn't like I was completely thrown off. I think when you start, I, sorry, back up. Whenever you start sharing your ideas, sometimes I don't know what is like an idea or something. What's another idea that you really want to like go for? So like what and is an idea that I'm just throwing out there? I'm like, oh, this would be, you know, it'd be yes. cool if I got brand new roller skates you know, and yes, or if it's like, Hey, we should, we should 
invest in rental property and I say that in the exact same like yes. paragraph. So All you're the like, time. what is, well, like, what do you actually want? Yeah. So I think whenever you started to really be more serious about it, I was like, okay, well, to me, it helped when you, when you read, when you read that book about it, that seemed very like a straightforward book that would, that was going to be helpful. But also when you talk to other people that also had rental properties and kind of gaining their wisdom, maybe the things they wish they did, maybe the things they wish they didn't do or that they would have avoided. And um, kind of like if they were in your shoes, in our shoes, what they would do right now with what we have. And I don't know, just talking to people about their advice and, and kind of like a mentor through that. That helped is hearing that you did that. So all the research. Yeah, all the research. Well, and I know you've done research, but that was a big thing was hearing you talk to other people about it and hearing like, oh, this is for sure something that you should get into. Yeah, that's really – I think the other thing that I find when – with anybody, whether it's at work and someone throws out an idea, right, and, and they're trying to get you on board – um, one of the things I think helped with you that I did, and I think I learned it, whether subconsciously or consciously, like that showing you all of, and I think my book talked about it, all the negatives, right? All the cons, right? Like you hear like, what do you want to do? Well, write out the pros and cons. But like when I gave you that, like, I think that really helped too. Like, Hey, this could happen. Like there could be a burglary. In here's it. the like, worst case scenario. Here's the worst case scenario all the way down to like, I get hit by a bus. But that's yeah. Mostly because I didn't know what the worst case scenario for rental properties was going to be. Like, I didn't know what that looked like. So for, yeah, for you to explain it, it was like, okay, here is the worst that could happen. And yeah, it helped. I think that's a really important practical life lesson because there's so many times when you're like somebody wants to do something and they try to rope you into it and they give you all the really great things and then it turns out being like way worse mm -hmm. like so i think that's just good to always give someone the upfront hey this is going to be the hardest part of it and then talk about the best part of it yeah okay so all right so that was kind of what led to us getting there and again yeah it's like one of those things where you're just like still there's still times where i'm like wow i can't believe we're, we're doing it and we're learning and like i want to be a really good like landlord and um luckily we just have incredible renters and and so they're awesome and then um we and also then we had a great community just as soon as we were sharing what we were doing um People just were rooting for us and super excited, checking in how everything was doing. You know, that was really awesome too. Yeah, and it was really cool. Like even re during the rehab, like when we were uh, remodeling and stuff on the inside and we did it all. I mean, the only thing that we had outside help with was the floors and I still did it with uh, the, the guy who put them in. He let me do it with him. And yeah. so Troy McFerrin, who's amazing at floors and he's a great teacher and so he was really patient with me and I learned so much and so that was the only outside like as far as hiring someone help and then we had a lot of friends who came and helped paint and things like that but I think it was cool like when you're in it when you're in the remodel it just kind of seemed like it was never like like it would never be over and then there would be some big things like oh you did the floors or you did counters and like that seemed like oh man like yeah we're almost there but then it's like there's so many little things to do mm -hmm. but when we would put up pictures or something because then you wonder like how much should i share because i don't want to look like i'm like bragging about it but i also want to be like hey this is what i'm doing i'm excited and if you want to do it i have a little bit of knowledge now you know and so i think when we put up pictures it was really cool to see people be like wow because they're only seeing before and after they're not seeing the whole Mm -hmm, the in between like, yeah so the, like, in the meantime the, in the mean well you're absolutely right Emma, and i appreciate <laughs> you putting saying that um but they would be encouraged us and stuff so that was really cool uh okay so that was the most exciting thing this year and i think i'd have to agree the other side um man it's just so hard like there's so many things but i think that was the most like Kind of, uh, people would be like, man, you're doing a lot of adult things. And that probably feels like the most adult. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's probably that and like leading the college group feels like a big thing. But I was doing that before 2019. Anyway, second question. 
What do you think grew and challenged you the most? You can edit out my long pause. It's <laughs> good. I want them to be like, wait, what? Is my Is she iPod? Still, yeah. <laughs> iPod? Who cares around it? Yeah. <laughs> Someone uses an iPod. No, somebody still does. It's good for them. Yeah. You can think of one person who probably still uses an iPod. If you use an iPod, let me know because I cannot think of a single person who uses it. <laughs> um, the, well, I forgot the question. Now that we're talking about the, uh, uh, What grew and challenged you the most? Another easy answer would be going through the process of learning about rental properties and then buying one with what felt like five days later. And it really did. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, there's so many things. Oh gosh. Part of me wants to talk about even just our health in the last year. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that... Yeah, talk about it. Interrupt me one more time. Go ahead. No. <laughs> um, you can edit all that out. But yeah, I think our health, I learned a lot about what the balance was for us and what we want to be health-wise. Like exercise versus eating versus just relation relationally in general health wise there i don't know i feel like i learned a lot and it grew me my no for eating grew it really did shout out you know i'm gonna shout out to whole 30 mm -hmm. um just because i kind of started the year with that and um, we both did so that was awesome i feel like and it kind of set us up for the year yeah, I think it's cool when like you have been eating really well for a long period of time and then you maybe go through like me this semester. I think I probably ate the worst that I did the whole year and then uh, just because of like when the, when the semester kicks back in and then you're every Wednesday night having a bunch of college kids or having pizza and Chick-fil-A and all these kinds of foods. Um, and then you're just on the go, and so you're grabbing a bite here and there. We did do Whole30 in September, so that helped. But mm -hmm. I think I felt like I ate the worst that I had eaten all year. But the crazy part is because of the whole year of eating pretty well, it didn't really affect my body that much. I mean, other than like I could feel it, but it didn't like just right. putting weight on and things like that. Yeah, and I'm big into like I before I did anything like that, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do some diet or cleanse, and then it not be sustainable after you do it. Like that just annoyed me. It made me feel like I was going to put into put work into it, and then as soon as I stop it, it's gonna like either everything's gonna go back to how it was, which would just be frustrating. So I want to do something that felt sustainable and that was the most sustainable. And I just liked how. It made me feel. It wasn't necessarily that it's like, oh, I dropped five pounds or this, but it just, in general, the energy in the way I felt was way better than how I was eating before. And I think there's two types of ways that you feel because A, literally just the actual energy that you feel from eating a lot less sugar and certain carbs like bread and stuff like that. And what else? Basically, it's just all whole food. Okay. But yeah. so you feel good literally by what you're eating. It's like you're you're putting in premium fuel. But then you feel good about the fact that you're saying no to the cake that looks really good and you want it. And in that moment, you're like, oh, this sucks. Like, I just want to yeah. eat it. But then by the time you get home after you leave the party or whatever, you're like, man, I'm so glad I didn't eat that. Like, I feel yeah. great. And now I can eat my almond butter with celery sticks. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Healthy antimalog. Yeah. So um, that is... That's... I agree. I like that. And, um, like it's hard because I'm not this way in everything, but like, I like, like even, so 2018, me and a bunch of friends and you too, but it's easier for you. Like we did no soda for the whole year and 2019, I was like, yeah, I'll probably just keep that up. And I definitely had way less soda this year than I did prior to up to 2018. But I still drink a lot more than I expected I would. And so now I'm like, all right, going into 2020, I think I'm just going to do no soda again. It's just easier for me to not do it. Like to have a strict, no, like not even going to have it on Saturday. It's like, but I do want to figure out how to have like 
pretty healthy eating throughout the week and then like on Saturdays like it's a cheat day or cheat meal or whatever and a lot of that inspiration comes from my friend Dwayne Dwayne Johnson and um I, I like his habits yeah his and, cheat day he eats like 12 pancakes <laughs> and I would I'm for that so okay so that's where you think you kind of grew and probably will continue to move into that like learning more about health and stuff even in 2020 oh yeah for sure and I think it's you know, I hesitate to use the word balance a ton, but it is a little bit about balance, about choosing a better yes whenever mm-hmm. you're eating things. Like, do I want this stale cookie or do I want to have Hall's pizza later? Mm. Mm. Always Hall's pizza. Shout out to Hall's. That's the answer. So, we'll yeah. accept gift cards, uh, at least, especially if you're listening. Um, okay, so thinking about like, even that, I'm still on the health kick, but like we haven't gone, we went to, we did CrossFit for a little bit, then we went to Lifetime, and I love Lifetime, it's heaven on earth, but it was too far away, and it's expensive, and we just weren't going enough, so we canceled it, and literally starting August, I mean, we have not really worked out, we haven't run, we haven't done anything, um, I wasn't at flag football, that one flag football game, and busted my knee real bad, and so now we're kind of waiting until January, because I... And what do you call it? What is it, what is it? People that who don't like to spend money, uh, cheap, frugal, like oh yeah, you know, like I didn't want to go and get an MRI in December because I didn't. If I had to get surgery, I didn't want the money I paid towards the MRI to not go towards my deductible. So I was like, I'll just suffer for two and a half weeks until January. So <laughs> the moral is, it's not like we're gonna just start hitting the gym in January either, but because of the diet. So when everyone's like, what's, you know, like abs are made in the kitchen or whatever. It's like, I really think that what you eat is the majority. People say 80, 20, maybe 90, 10. I mean, you're not going to build muscle if you don't work out, but like, and neither of us are experts on the subject. So yeah, I'm just making, I'm just making, I'm just making blanket opinions sounding like I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> it's like most people yeah. that talk. Like one does. Yeah, like one does. Um, so I think that even like just because everyone starts New Year like, oh, I'm hitting the gym five days a week. I'm eating healthy and blah, 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 blah. And by, you know, February, they're exhausted. Rightfully so. Which is so it's a ton mean. of work. Like, it's yeah. So it's like just start with just eating well and I next year like you can go to the gym or something because that's whenever i weighed it in my mind i was like oh you can eat healthy and work out sure but it's probably not going to last me as long doing both of those at the same time when i'm not used to doing both of those at the same time so i feel like you when you work out a ton and you still don't eat right it doesn't show mm-hmm. like you did the hard work you don't get a result from it as much maybe you do if you do good luck that's awesome if you eat healthy and you don't work out, I feel like you still get results from that. For me, I see results eating healthy right away. Like I don't have bad acne problems, but like I go get a Freddy's burger and fries the next day I have a pimple on my face. So like when I'm not eating those things, I don't, like I literally have no face imperfections <laughs> no face blemishes all right moving on where do you and i or where do you think that you and i grew the most 2019 where did we grow the most this is kind of a relation like i want you to answer it first i don't know okay so i think i was just talking to brett and we were talking i was telling him that you know this is this is year four of being married so i don't know 2019 with consisted of year three and a half to year four of being married. And so what I found and what I think where we grew the most is first of all, we have people in our lives that we're extremely open with, extremely vulnerable, that we live life really close with. And so they know us and they know our temperaments, they know our attitude, like they just know how we operate. And so they have the freedom to speak into our marriage and into our life. And so that definitely helps. Um, but I saw this year, I feel like we fought a lot less about the little things. Like, mm-hmm. I think we still did every now and then, like dishes and, you know, that's it. That is literally like <laughs> when I think of our fights, like it is it's usually the dishes or me talking over you. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. I think it's 
it was more I had to think about it, so you were helping me. So you were thinking while I was talking. Yeah, I was. <laughs> um easy to do. Sometimes you're long winded. In a great way. I got Like I said, I it helps go. me think no. I think that we played more into our strengths and tried not to like attack each other's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think that, um, man, it's like self-improvement when you just try to change and be better. Like it just makes your life better. Okay. That's obvious. Uh, that sounded stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, and I think that that's true. I think that we had a bigger purpose. Like we had some bigger purposes this year and hate to like keep going back to it, but the duplex, like it was a big, like, okay, we had to be in sync. We had to have a good attitude and we had to be adaptable. And I think that when we said, Hey, let's tackle this big hill together. It kind of made some of the smaller things not as important. And um, that's what I hear parents kind of say, like, man, some of the stuff you care about now, once you have kids, like, it'll be different. And I believe them. And I feel like we got a small dose of that, like, with the duplex. And so I think we were able to see kind of like our teamwork come together. By the way, that just made me think about another seed about why we liked, like, the idea of rental property and investing in property. Because in 2000. 12 to 2016 like every other person in the country we fell in love with chip and joe and i think watching them we were like wow they're awesome they're inspirational i love property and there's just different they do flip basically you know houses um and design but i think that that gave us a little bit of the itch like it did for everybody but i think that that was one thing that kind of led us to it but even then you think about like dude they're such a good team could we be that kind of team? I don't know. You know, especially we were like just married when we were watching them. And I was like, no way. We fight way too much. Joanna's way better at decision making than I am. I don't know. I, I, maybe. But she's also older and more experienced. And so maybe that's what happens. Right. But I think that that's well, that was one of the things and that we had kind of a common purpose to go towards. And I mm-hmm. think when you add that to you love your job at SNU and being a part of your team where you have all those great coworkers and leaders there. And I love my job at the church and being able to lead the students and just work with a great team. And then even the starting streakers with Brian and then doing the deep, like we had all these things that we're, we're having to figure out how to um, continue to do well while growing our friendship and our marriage. So it was like, we didn't really have time to be as, angry about the small stuff so i think that's kind of where we grew the most we also didn't have time to do the dishes sometimes i do the dishes but you helped i feel like this year more than ever that's what i mean i think we played to each other's strengths in that like tim is busy doing window cleaning even though this is his chore i can do this (laughs) yes and setting your pride down yeah because window cleaning helps you because it helps get rid of my student debt (laughs) (laughs) um all right moving on um we're gonna skip that one because it's uh all right we're already talked about this a little bit but dreams passion visions you and i see them differently how can you explain our dynamic i want this one to be like okay again this my whole podcast, everything I want it to be about is this idea of I'm learning it in the meantime. So when we share it on here, it's not like we think that we're experts. It's literally the, the fact that we're in the middle of it. And so what I have found that maybe I have some mentors that are like 30 years older than me. And when I ask them a question, like it's a good answer that they give me, but sometimes it's a little disconnected, right? Because 30 years ago when they were my age, Um, they might be in a similar situation, but their circumstance was a lot different and the opportunities were different. And so like, there's always like everything they say is a hundred percent. Right. And so sometimes like I'll see, um, uh, a mentor kind of give me some advice about something. Here's an example. I have one mentor for business who I was talking to about a certain question I needed to get figured out. And they were like, okay, well do this, do that. Go ahead and talk to a lawyer, have that done. And basically I'm figuring up in my head that, okay, all the advice they're telling me and the things I think I should do is going to cost about $6,500. And I just don't have that kind of 
Like I can't do that. Like I'm still doing, having to figure things out for free. Right. So like sometimes people get to a place where it's, they just don't really remember what it was like and that's okay. But that's what I wanted to do in the meantime, Mm -hmm. because it's like, I want to talk about stuff I'm doing right now and it's not that disconnected. So other people are trying to figure out in their marriage, how their dreams and their passions and maybe even their fears coexist and go together with their spouses and how they line up together. I do not have all the answers to that, but (laughs) in our situation, I feel like we have just been really honest and talked a lot about what we want to accomplish together and what we want to accomplish individually and we're just on the same page with it. Like I feel like I'm a little bit more of the cheerleader and you are the one that's got all the ideas and I can kind of help you figure out what sticks and kind of how to direct it a little bit. Some of those. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a metaphor like, mm-hmm. like maybe mm-hmm. like I'm the windshield that has like, that, that can see out and, but, but you ultimately are the gas pedal <laughs> that helps us go. <laughs> um, so before we talk about our marriage, let me talk about my union with my business partner, Brian. Okay. So the day after Christmas, I don't know, one of the days last week, we had to wake up 5am, we're out cleaning windows and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking if I would have started Streakers by myself, I would have quit three days later. And so the sheer fact that I had another person that kind of keep me accountable, wanted to go through this whole process with me is motivated, works hard. Like that has kept me in the game. And I've never once thought about quitting at all. Like I'm like, we're going to see this thing through and I'm excited about it. But like, that's because I have someone else helping me. And so I see the same type of deal with you and I like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that you like, sometimes it's frustrating. Like you'll get mad at me maybe, (laughs) If I don't wake up early, you know, but it's like, not that you want me to wake up early. You just know it's something I really want to do. So like, you're kind of my coach in that way, like in the days that I miss waking up early. And so, um, like in, and usually it doesn't take long, like maybe even later in the day where I'm like, man, I'm glad she was kind of harping on me. Like, I, that's right. Like, that's what I want to do, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, so I think that the other thing that's hard is like, you're not just a cheerleader. Like, I think we're really different and I maybe seem a little bit more loud and a little bit more upfront, but like, I just truly have this belief that like, you're just like the current, like it's just going to continue to like get bigger and big, like all of a sudden like, boom, there's Emma, like get out of the way. And I don't <laughs> know if you remember like David Bond one time we were having this discussion and he was saying like, Emma, everyone kind of thinks you're just long for the ride, but really like you're going to be the person like, that continues to push dreams and continues like as you guys grow, like you're going to be just as what's the word? Like just as important to it. Like you're going to be just as much leading it, which I really think you are. Um, but I don't know to answer the question or dynamic, like, I don't know. I guess I didn't really say anything. I just said a lot, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just trying to explain, like, it's not like you're just like, whatever about like, I think you like the, like the health, like I can see how much that's become a passion for you. The difference is like, I can watch a video about seals and like for the rest of my life, I'm going to be passionate about seals from that one video. Whereas like, it might be a little bit longer. Like you got to really, like you got to, stir the pot, you know, with yeah. you. like it's got to be multiple things, you know, I'm just not going to dive into something immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going like, to be a little bit more cautious at the same time. Pretty adaptable. I'm going to go with, with the flow. So that's true. So you'll go with me to sea world to get, yeah. to see the seals, to buy the seal merch, to then go to a concert of seal, the living legend <laughs> singer. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so you're, so I think that's kind of how maybe our, our passions and drive kind of go together. Um, I also think I want to sprinkle this into the ministry cause I am the college pastor. And I've been a pastor now for four years since graduating college. And you probably, did you ever think you were going to marry a pastor? No. A man of the cloth. No. Sure didn't. 
So you never thought that it wasn't on your dream board, marry a reverend. That wasn't your goal. Not at all. Okay. So I grew up a pastor's kid. No offense. Never to... really. Th- sounds like you don't like pastors. Yeah, it does sound like that, but <laughs> um, <not laughs> like you're like disgraced. So there's a lot of different opinions. Like you know, once you you also once you marry a pastor, you also become a pastor. And you're a part of this ministry and stuff. And that's not my belief. And that's not my take. That's not my stance. And I had a full kind of, I had all different life experiences to see why I wanted to believe the way that I do. And um, so I think even now, like even in the mainstream, like pop preachers, uh, a lot of them that I like, their wives are kind of taking on these roles where it's like pastor so-and-so and pastor and his wife, pastor so so right so like i didn't want to say any names pastor mrs pastor <laughs> Ms. and so like they kind of take on this like oh i'm now a pastor too and i think that maybe they really that's really their heart but i think maybe it's also like wow this is what i'm supposed to do because maybe he's a really strong leader she's a really strong leader and so the spouse is just kind of like well i'll just follow along and i'll consider myself pastor too mm-hmm. but when we got married i felt very strongly and hey if you are growing spiritually and you're part of the church and i even made the joke heck you could even go to another church as long <laughs> as you're growing spiritually um that you this is not your job that this is my job this is what i feel called to and so you don't have to feel like it's any type of expectation expectation that you have to live into there are like strong contrary beliefs to this. Yeah. Like literally like probably people that I know that believe the opposite of what I believe. And that's fine. I just disagree. <laughs> so how do you think that that like how have you felt that maybe pros and cons? I have not felt a con from that at all. So I only have pros from I mean, we've talked a lot about it since you probably felt a call more specific call to the ministry that you're doing that that was never an expectation that you put on me. doesn't mean I didn't want to fulfill that support in you, but I never felt like if I wasn't able to go to something that you were disappointed because you expected me there. Um, But yeah, I think other people disagree, which is fine. They have their reasons for that. And I think there's nothing wrong with those pop pastors having pastor wives (laughs) but I think that's awesome and I love it I love seeing their wives up there because I learn things from them also but that doesn't mean I have to be that I mean yeah we struggle everyone struggles so much with comparison so I've talked to other pastors wives that have also felt similarly to the way that I do and the way that you do that they were never put it never had an expectation put on them mm-hmm. and I've talked to a couple people that I relate to in that and that's helped a lot too just kind of a reaffirming like am I weird because I don't I'm not like a pastor because I'm married to a pastor um and so it's been encouraging to be able to talk with people about that. And I mean, some of our best friends, Casey and Kate, they are both pastors, but those were journeys Truly. they were on before they even ended up getting married. So right. it was a decision, you know, they're both, they both wanted to do that. Like they felt the call separately and then just having to get married. So yeah. like, and, and that's cool too. Like that's, you know. And just um, because I'm not pastoring a group of people doesn't mean I don't. Disciple. Yeah, whatever. In in my everyday with the people that I'm around or the people that I work with or that I'm friends with, it's just living life and being intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mean, that's good. And I think it's just, again, and a lot of that comes down to the events. Like, you know, if I'm in a, if I have to be at an event or something, like I just hold zero expectation that you have to be there. Like, are there some more than others that it's like, hey, I'd really love if you came. Uh, and I feel like I can say that and share that. And I literally don't think there's been one time where I've said, yeah, I'd like you there that you didn't come, you know, like, but that's just strictly like if you have some kind of work event where spouses can come like, and you say, Hey, we're doing this thing. And like, I'll be like, okay, I'll come. Like, yeah. Shout out to Tim. Whenever I was teaching kindergarten that he would come most every holiday, anytime we'd have like a holiday party, Tim was in there with the kids, with the kindergartners. 
it was hilarious to hear him try to like talk to them about their goals and dreams just at so. six years old and they're just trying to they're trying to color and build blocks you know i am literally the worst with children i really believe that <laughs> no. like yes i love them i care about them they're all god's creation blah 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 but <laughs> blah, blah, blah. i don't know how to like be interested in what they're interested in yeah i'm not good at it so by the grace of god hopefully i can do that with my small children especially the kids that just come up to you and start telling you a random story you're like i don't know what to do with this and i just want to be like you're lying joseph <laughs> You're lying. You did not lose your tooth yesterday. And an alien didn't show up in your backyard and take your dog. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and no, I don't know what Minecraft is. Okay. So yeah. um, that's good. And I think that that's like we have – and it's hard. I don't know. Like I'm not, like it could be – I think that you should before you get married. I just I just think people rush into marriage a lot, especially like our generation maybe. And heck, all the time. Uh, and I think that you just have to know like some of the dynamics that you have. Like one of the things that even while we were dating is we were pretty adaptable. If anyone in our relationship was clingy, especially dating, it was me. So, uh, I think that we just, we what if that's shocking flexible. to people? I don't know. I don't know. Let us know guys. Text us. If you listen to this, <laughs> if it's shocking that I was the clingy one in our relationship. Um, okay. So probably well, not. You know, people, it's 41 minutes. People are probably getting bored. Um, let's see. I don't think people, ri- I don't think everyone rushes into marriage. Yeah, I don't think everyone does either. I'm just saying, what I'm trying to say is, let's go on to the next question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think that if you don't have a good kind of know, okay, I've said this before, all right? And I don't know, maybe this hurts your feelings, but it's true. And oh it's gosh. important to me. And I've stuck with it and I've given this advice out. But I had someone say, look, everybody annoys you, right? At some point you're with people, like even your closest friends, like they're just, they're going to annoy you. Like your brother or your sister, like you're going to have moments where you're annoyed by them. Your parents, you love the most, like they're going to annoy you every now and then. So when you're looking for a spouse and when you're in a relationship with someone, like everybody that you date they're going to get a little annoying at some point. If you spend too much time together, or maybe it's like, hey, I really want this and you want something else. Like, there's just going to be something that kind of irritates you a little bit. All right. It's just, just facts. There are important things that you shouldn't. Number one thing, the number one thing that shouldn't annoy you in the person you're dating that you think should be your spouse is their laugh. You should enjoy their laugh. It should bring joy to you. I believe that strongly. If you do not like your boyfriend or girlfriend's laugh, break up. I'll just say yeah, it. <laughs> it's a long time that you're going to hear that laugh. Yeah, for the rest of your life. Uh, you could maybe try to change them. I don't know. But <laughs> I think that the number, the one piece of advice that I got that stuck with me is marry the person that annoys you the least. And honestly, so sweet. I know. It's not sweet. It's not loving. It doesn't have like... It doesn't have a lot of spiritual undertones. Um, <laughs> it is strictly practical. I don't want you to annoy me. And I think, the, like, literally, I am very rarely annoyed by you. Oh. I know. I know. What same. about me? Oh, yes. yeah. I was like, <laughs> um, samesies. So I think that that's, I don't know. Like, if the person you're with annoys you, like, that's not good. And I... Take it for what it is, you know, a grain of salt, guys. This is in the meantime. I don't know if I explain what in the meantime is all about. Yeah, <laughs> next week you might think something totally different. Um, Just kidding. But so I think that that's really important. And so I think when you kind of figure that out, the rest kind of can come. Like we didn't know we were going to buy a duplex. We didn't know we didn't know where I was going to be pastor at. We didn't know that you were going to be in, working at SNU. Like all that comes. And I think that because we just had a good foundation and uh, I think that that helped. And that I didn't find you annoying. That was cool. You're pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Let me ask this question. We're going into 2020 tonight at midnight. It'll be 2020. When you're listening to this, it'll already be 2020 because I'm going to put it up tomorrow morning, which is today now that you're listening. I hope you actually do that. It's a commitment. I will do it. Okay. That's who I am now. I'm a producer. Okay. (laughs) That was my word in 2018. 2019, my word was listen. This year, upcoming 2020, more is clean. Clean space, clean schedule, clean thoughts, clean eating. Love it. Okay. But that's not what I was going to say. We're going into 2020. What What are you really excited about? What are some big things 
that's one big thing that you're excited about that's for sure happening. And then let's talk about kind of one goal. Go. All right, I'll go. You're looking like you're not <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. What I'm most excited about for 2020. Well, easily the presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us who you're voting for? On here. Let's hear it first. Okay, that was a good one. Okay, that's the other thing I got to say. You're you legitimately funny. Like people, I don't think people will know how funny you are. And so you're really funny. And so A, you don't annoy me. And B, you're, you're funny. And so those are really good. Just holding our marriage together. Ah, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> and and Christ. So three things. Oh, three okay. strands are not easily broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, gosh, I'm just excited about 2020. I'm not great at this because I just... I'm the not. Election. That was so funny. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at it because I can't... Come on. I don't, you I don't can't know think what's going to happen. Thing. I can think I of can, something. but I don't know if it's going to be like what I'm most excited about. I'm excited that we're going to hopefully move into a home outside of this apartment. I have really appreciated this apartment, but I'm excited for a home. Yes. So that's really exciting. Like not on a second story, not that we have a backyard, just a home of our own where we're not sharing a wall with somebody. It looks like June will be moving into our house. Yeah. I think I'm excited for that. Mostly. That was going to be mine. So... We move into our house in June. That'll be four and a half years we've been married that we've lived on the second floor in an apartment. And there's, like you said, a lot of things we're grateful for for making that decision. We're able to save money. We live, we've lived on the second floor every time. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And so my calves, I had no calves before Stop. we got... <laughs> okay, but the second floor, uh, it's going to be so nice to have a yard. It's going to be so nice to have our own little space. And uh, it's not huge, but it'll be ours. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm stoked that we're going to have a fireplace. So my 5 a.m. club is going to be really enjoyable. I don't care. I'm, July, the first day in July, I'm turning my fireplace on. I'll turn the AC down to 67 so, so I can warm. sit and read by the fireplace. And um, so that, I would agree. I'm really excited about that too. And um, who knows? Maybe once we move in, we'll be like, let's have let's have, let's have our first kid. Uh, <laughs> you say that. Let's have our first kid. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's a goal? So we're going to move in. That's what we're most excited about. Here's a goal. Goal. The golden goal. Basically to be, it goes with my word, but to be more bold. Mm. Which is things. your word. That is Correct. my word, which I don't know if that's so millennial of me to have the word bold as my word, but. I don't think so. I think that's really cool. It's. I'm excited, hopefully, to be more bold in just decisions in – because it's a lot – it's easier for me whenever I'm making a decision, big or small, to be like, oh, is that the right decision? And really think about it and analyze it. So just to be bold and to stick with something. um, When I'm thinking something, if it's nice and kind to say it, not – think too much about stuff and worry about what other people are thinking or worry. I don't know. I think it's, you need to be self-aware about uh-huh. things, but I think just bold. I really like that. And I think a first tangible goal in seeing this lived out is for the your fact birthday. that I'm doing this podcast. Favorite, yes, that's really true. Okay, because this isn't something that's natural for you. And I got to say, you haven't annoyed me on it. And I think the podcast is better because of you. Okay. uh, My birthday? Your birthday. You have, so you have 50 days, 55 days, essentially, to think about what tattoo you want to get. You are kidding me. I just think if you're going to live out being bold, you need to step it up, mama. Mama? That's your new name now. Oh, you, <laughs> you're both. That's okay, bad. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that, but I think that could be cool because you flirted with the idea, you know. And this isn't now. Do the I believe ultimate commitment? Do issue. I believe in tattoos? Absolutely not. But if you want to get <laughs> one, I'll stand by. You have so many. Um, that could be one thing that maybe wow. you do. Just think about it. That is interesting. That I mean, that would be bold. You know, I'm not saying it's got to be on your neck or even like. Could be small. We but if get, I'm not willing to get it on my neck, mm-hmm. 
Are Should I not be willing to get it anywhere else? <laughs> what if you got it on your eyelids? Ew. Like always That'd sleeping be... instead of always tired, like post Malone. Um, yeah, what if you went straight sleeve and you're like, I need $1,500 for my sleeve tattoo? Honestly, you probably could get it out of me. I'd probably be like, let's do it. <laughs> um, okay, that's good. Being bold, we're going to think of some tangible things, but I would say you're absolutely right. Doing this podcast has been one, and um, I'm proud of you for doing it because it is weird when you sit down. I feel like we've both gotten more comfortable since this interview has gone on, and uh, but it is. I say we just start over. Yeah, let's read. Well, I haven't been recording. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> that was just a test run. Uh, my goal, man, I have so many hundreds. Um, I just want to be. You already said yours okay. is clean. What, well, I that is that was my word. What is my goal? I don't know. I'll probably talk about it all year on here. I don't need to say anything. One specific one, per se, if I want to talk about it, though, real quick, uh, <laughs> is... The biggest one, in fact? Yeah, the biggest one. Here's one. Everyone can help me. When you see me, help me with this. Don't bite your nails. Don't bite my nails. <laughs> I knew Smack it. Smack my hand. Be like, Tim, stop. You're gross. People don't like you. Send us all your nail biting tips, mostly for Tim. I have bitten my nails my entire life. And I got to say, I'm pretty lucky. If you know some icky facts about what that does, tell us. Honestly, maybe that's why my immune system's so good. I don't think I should stop. I think I should bite my nails forever now. (laughs) (laughs) That's why my teeth are filed down. Um, It's a fickle goal. So that's it. So that's my goal. That is my literal number one goal. So if you see me, help me. Encourage me, you know? There's, yeah. there's got to be something about that. Um, takes a village. Takes a village. So that's my goal. All right. Anything else? What's on your mind? Anything else before we wrap up? No, but I just thought. Nope, I lost it. I Come lost on. it. I no, got you my didn't. No, no, I lost it. You didn't lose it. Darn it. <laughs> I bet it's good. If you edit this out, I will say it. I can't promise that, but okay. Go ahead. I have an idea. Go. I really don't want it to be aired. I'm going to like cut it and be like, wow, that's good. Wow, that's good. It's a, it's <laughs> <Okay>. like, <laughs> I was going to say, I think an idea would be to have. And I think that that person would bring a lot to the conversation. So it's too bad you wanted me to cut that, but uh, that's good stuff. All right. That all might be cut. Um, <laughs> I know. I kind of feel like it needs to be. Okay. Well, then I think this was fun, Emma. Guys, let us know if you enjoyed this one. I have a feeling that it's going to be like, that was your best one. Uh, your wife's great. Do one just with her. Get out of it. Let her be. Let it be her <laughs> podcast. We don't like you anymore. Um, anyway, all right. Well, happy new year. 2020. The best is yet to come. What else? Live your best life now. Don't stop. In the meantime, rest, wholeness, health, happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me leave you with this. Proverbs 14, 14. I can't remember the words exactly. Terrible at it. But uh, basically says, where there are no oxen in the stable, the stable is clean, but no work has been done. So it doesn't say no work has been done. I'm just inferring that you want a dirty stable. So whatever your goal is, whatever kind of life you're looking for, even if that's to be closer to God, closer to your spouse, like it takes work, it takes effort. It's going to be messy, but it's worth doing. So that's that. I'll leave you with that. Good luck living life in the meantime. Thanks, Emma. Oh, thank you.